What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. I'm your coach and host, Josh, here with his co-host and co-coach, KG, and I'm in the house. And today we are giving you surefire ways to fix muscle and strength imbalances in your body. Most people in general will have one dominant strong side and one weaker side. And if this isn't addressed, this can lead to your body looking really out of sync, as well as your lifts being really imbalanced. We've all seen that person bench pressing, and we're like, what the heck? is going on only one side's coming up the bar is completely diagonal looks super unsafe you want to avoid that before you get there and first thing i want to say is it is incredibly common to have some form of imbalances or a dominant side it's just how it works and you're going to learn more as to why in this episode you're also going to learn how to fix it so depending on where you are maybe it's not that bad right now still definitely tune in listen to these tools so you have them available if it's starting to get a little bit bad or you're noticing it use these tips and if things are absolutely okay for now you you don't necessarily need to incorporate these things, but if you notice them getting worse, it's a great opportunity to jump in and make sure you do take advantage of them. So we're gonna jump into it. And my first tip is to understand that dominant hands will usually be dominant with a few exceptions. So if you're right-handed, chances are your right side will be your strong side. The reason for this is you're navigating life with this hand. You're picking things up with this hand, you're opening doors. Naturally, it's gonna get more involvement. And although it's not crazy repetitions in the gym, these little things can add up. For me, what's unique is my left hand is actually stronger than my right. I have theories as to why this is. My number one probably is even when I used to be a PT, I'd lift a lot of plates for people. I had really strong, awesome clients and I'd always give them that VIP service of putting on their plates for them. And even for my own journey, I've always carried things with my left hand. For whatever reason, that's made me a little bit stronger. I've leveled this out more and more now, and I'd say they're pretty similar, the two sides. But in general, I like to have my right hand free for more technical things. So texting, changing a song, whatever, where I'm holding that plate. And the first step is understanding what side is dominant and why it might be dominant. The second step is looking to change that up. So if you're someone who's always carrying your kids or the car seat with your left hand, you got your child in your left hand, start doing your right. It's gonna feel a little bit odd, but this can naturally start Start to level out that gap and you'll actually see this transform into the gym and you'd be amazed but just the amount of repetitions you do in life with your dominant hand so if you try and switch and use that other hand for some of the more less technical things that are a little bit heavier you may find that you'll notice that you can kind of do this outside of the gym and level things out a lot better so these are my first two kind of intro tips the other ones are going to be a lot more tangible and in the gym and kyle's going to tell you number three yeah, and number three is just adding in some unilateral training. So even today, Josh and I crushed legs and we did a couple of great movements. We did single leg quad extensions. We did Bulgarian split squats. Like those were two great movements. You do single leg calf raises. Like there's a lot of great things we incorporated, but I find a lot of times people don't realize and they end up always just using both arms, both legs at the exact same time, which just cannot always be the greatest, right? Especially for those who do have an imbalance. You may not realize, but let's say I'm going to use a quad extension for uh, you know an example. Let's say one leg is significantly stronger. You're a soccer player. You grew up kicking the soccer ball so much with your right foot and your left foot hasn't got as much work. You may not realize, but your right foot could be doing a lot more work on that exercise. So once again, I think one of the biggest things and best things you can do is just start to incorporate it, pay attention to that, even just doing some different tests beforehand, like trying to see okay which arm's stronger which leg's stronger and get a feel for it so you can kind of decide which route to go will definitely go a long way but unilateral training is one of the greatest things to fix these and it just forces you to be real to be able to look at it and be like oh wow this side is actually way stronger way weaker and then address it going forward 
And for those of you that don't know, the unilateral just means each side independently. So an example of this would be instead of a barbell bench where you're moving that one fixed object, you're moving two independent objects. So each side can be worked independently like a dumbbell bench or you specifically do like a single arm press where you only do one side at a time. But the point is you can kind of hide, like if my right hand's super weak, but my left hand is just D's beyond belief, I can bench and that'll look more and more crooked and I can get that weight up primarily with that dominant hand. What's nice about dumbbells is if I'm hitting like, like say the hundreds on the dumbbells and I get one rep, two rep, three reps, and my right hand gives out, my left's fresh as can be, you know you got a serious problem and then you can dig into that and start incorporating more of that unilateral training. Take a few weeks off of the bench, do the single arm press, work on that weaker arm first and that's gonna take us into our next one, which is to actually go ahead and stop short on the stronger side. So what I like to do, curls is a common example I find you can really be aware of in differences in the biceps in particular, and this will go, you'll gain a lot of strength Strength, just stability in general by carrying heavy things with one dominant side that other side will have a little bit of harder time it'll fatigue out faster so if I'm curling I'm going one one two two and before you know it I get to eight my right hand's absolutely about to give out my left hand is still super fresh I'll do that eighth rep on my weak hand then on the other side I'll do my eighth I'll stop on that side, I'll actually do a bonus rep on the weak side, and over time that will begin to level things out. You're not gonna see this effect immediately, but you're doing yourself no service by actually doing more reps on your stronger side, especially if you can't even finish the rep with your weaker side, and you're just doing more on your stronger side, you're just gonna make this divide that much worse, and it's really important you be mindful of this. And the more you can do this, and if you are someone who is doing a lot of compound movements or you're not doing any isolation, you can start to sub this out. So for an example, even for something like a leg day, which may be a harder one to kind of demonstrate. Squats, you're gonna have a harder time naturally because you're kind of working your whole body. But as we get into it, you can do single leg hamstring curls, you could do single leg uh, glute bridges, you could do single leg uh, quad extensions. You can start to work that divide independently throughout the rest of the movement. Whereas with other compounds like bench, you can kind of get away with that a little bit easier. Deadlift, same problem, but the more you get in the nitty gritty and you start doing more isolated hypertrophy, unilateral training, if you will, the more you will notice that you can close this gap and the more symmetrical and balanced your body will become. Yeah, and like adding on to that, another great thing is like, let's say your program calls for 10 reps and you start with the weaker side first, you can only get to eight reps, you go to the strong side, you do the 10 and then go back and do the extra two or even a bonus like Josh said. And that way you still get the required work. Whereas sometimes we don't push ourselves as much on that stronger side. So I think that's something that can definitely go a long way and help you just get the full requirement, full sets done. And uh, yeah, just give yourself a bit of a break on that weaker side and then still do the full set. But the next thing is honestly just going to be addressing any mobility issues, any injuries. A lot of people don't realize, I like using the bench press as an example because we've talked about it a bit here as well, but you can really see the difference. And sometimes I would say the mobility is a big thing that holds you back. And I can personally talk about this because myself, I used to just have the most unbalanced bench and it was mainly because my right shoulder just had issues. I heard it in the past. I never fully addressed it. And it's something that would consistently hold me back. And you would just see when the bar path was just really horrible. So that's where I'd say if you do have some sort of injury, some sort of restriction, even like a lack of range of motion in that one side, I would really spend some time addressing that. Even let's say a hip, for example, if one side is just kind of a little bit more tight, you know, your glutes are tight on that one side, like there's a a lot of things that could just affect how many reps you can do, how strong you are. So I would definitely spend some time instead of always trying to move to that next weight, that new exercise, spend some time addressing that, put in that extra little bit of work and it's something that will help you fix the imbalance and uh, it'll definitely go a long way. 
100% and the more you can be aware of what's holding you back. For instance, even if you're doing things incorrectly, when you're curling, a natural thing people will do is they'll shrug up and they'll start to use their traps, limit their mobility, they'll start to, as we like to call captain hook, for those in your video, you can see, it's when you actually hook forward and you start to bring in your shoulder. And the more you start to do these things, the more of a problem you can have, especially when you do have that injury because you'll compensate that much more. That's why some people will curl absolutely lopsided, their right side will be perfect with great form, their left side will be hunched up and doing it and that's where having someone call you out review your form even be there to actually touch you is incredible that is one thing i miss about personal training was i could depress people's shoulders and really make sure their traps were set down i could make sure they weren't over hinging i could put them against the wall there's a lot of good things you can do there but even with my online clients what's awesome is i'll get a video from them we're always going over form for as many movements as we can to make sure things are done optimally and we can make a few tweaks i can get a second video and nine out of ten times it's always fixed if not we go into that third video and it's almost guaranteed to be fixed by then, which is absolutely fantastic. So you need to be aware of it. And when you can be aware of these root issues or these bad injuries, if you have a shoulder you need to rehab, it's important you get on that. It's important you get a little bit lighter. You be aware of it. You work each side independently. And before you know, you will notice this gets better. Just the same, if you don't address any of these things, you don't make any changes, it's gonna get worse and worse and worse, and things can continue to compound negatively just as they can positively. So that was incredibly well said. And that brings me into number six, which is in your programming, you really wanna limit, especially if you have imbalances, machine work in particular, as well as Smith machine work. And the reason for this is you're really stuck in a fixed plane. And you might say, well, I'm in a fixed plane for like, cable pushdowns, for instance, and yes and no you are because you can still move outside of a normal path of just up down, you can move a little bit side to side. Cables still offer some flexibility, whereas dumbbells are the best. So another easy example, I guess, if you will, is a chest press machine. In that machine, all I can do is that fixed motion. If you think of a line, it's gonna be consistent to that. I can't deviate outside of it. Whereas if I'm doing a dumbbell bench, if I wanted, I could sit up and drag the dumbbells to my toe. I could kick them past my head. And what that force is more stability in my body Body and it forces me to learn and to move in the proper movement patterns. Whereas a machine, you can get away with horrible form and kind of fake your way to just move that because at the end of the day, to lift that weight, all you need to do is lift that weight in its fixed plane. And this may be a little bit hard to understand over audio, so I hope I'm communicating it okay. But case in point, dumbbells are gonna give you more stability challenges as well as more opportunity to learn to do that movement right. And it's harder to fake. You can grind up a heavy machine, but it's really hard to get up some heavy dumbbells because it can get scary and you think you're going to drop it but that in itself is a good thing so if you do have a problem stay away from the smith machine stay away from machines in general and lean more into the dumbbells and the cables saying so everything has its purpose Machines can be awesome. I like them at the end of my workout. I like them for burnouts. I like them for drop sets. Because of that fixed plane, it's really nice for you to be able to go in there, grind, do some extra reps, really rep out some light weights, and you can get a lot of benefit from that. But if we're working to establish more balance, more stability, more symmetry in our actual body, I would avoid these things. Yeah, definitely dumbbells uh, as number seven, just including more dumbbell work. Like It just 100% has its purpose. I think a lot of times people will think that they're past it, like thinking, okay, well, I should only be doing barbell work for chest day. Like that's it, just machines, barbell work. But honestly, dumbbells, they just, they're incredible. Just allowing you to stabilize, allowing you to work each arm individually. Like you can't hide anything with dumbbells, right? And that's something that's so important to remember. So definitely incorporating more of that, like Josh said, will go such a long way. And I do find that all these tips are like, phenomenal but i find that with dumbbell work over time a lot of times it'll just start to fix itself because you start to just like if you if you do have an imbalance and you're doing bench press and you don't realize it and each time you do a rep and your right arm is doing let's say 20 pounds more work 
it just continuously gets wor- uh, worse. Whereas like dumbbells, you just naturally start to become very similar on each side. And it's something that will, you know, take some time to see, but I do find that it'll help uh, imbalances a ton and it, it'll go a long way for that. So if you enjoyed this episode, we really hope you learn. This is the base of how to actually address this. I've done it myself. I've had really bad imbalances. I've had clients both online and in person with horrible imbalances that do level out. And just know things do take time. Really make sure you're doing things with full reps, good form, and be patient. And use these tools as needed. If you start to fix stuff, you can go away from it. You can take advantage of getting more into the compounds, avoiding doing all these extra measures. But as you notice things slipping, you can always refer back to this episode and help it out if you got a friend or a training partner who has some imbalances and you want to see them do better and they've been looking for a resource like this please share it with them we'd love to help them out and we'd also like to end today's episode by letting you know that our summer shred challenge is coming up really really soon this is launched on may 1st so we're actually going to release three bonus spots just because you made it to the end of this episode you're a real one you want to learn on yourself you want to be your best self so we're going to release three spots at early access pricing so it's going to be a phenomenal deal for our summer challenge where you can up to five thousand dollars in prizes get that investment back and really just have an incredible opportunity to launch into summer with the best physique yet so these will only be available till they sell out and i imagine they'll sell out really quick so it's important to take advantage of this deal you message us on instagram saying summer challenge to take advantage of that deal once again our instagram is at colossus fit c-o-l-o-s-s-u-s-f-i-t and this is your chance to launch in this challenge with the five thousand dollars of prizes otherwise thank you everyone for tuning in today peace out